serfdom. It's your host, the Grinch. Here with me, as always, Trent Tarpitz Phillips. And our producer, Tyler Taint Baker. Hello, everybody. We're back again. Great to see you boys. Great to be back. Surf not. Yeah. So, waves are a little choppy. Did you guys surf today? The waves are a little choppy, but there's some there's some underlying uh, swell going on. So we still have had um, a bit of waves going on. And what we kind of talked about before the shutdown, or kind of before surfing was made legal again, is ringing true for me. I'm a lot more thankful than I ever have been for those after work sessions. I rolled up to my local spot today and it was kind of choppy, but there were some coming through. And I just said to myself, you know what? There's some diamonds in the rough. I'm getting out there while it's still legal. You know what happened to me today? And it was such a beautiful moment. So, um, freaking growing up, you know, our favorite movies, I feel like for all three of us was Big Wednesday. Just iconic. Great John Milius. But and uh, I always had a crush on uh, Peggy Gordon growing up. Coincidentally, my wife has olive skin and brown hair, like Peggy Gordon. And uh, so she came with me, and she was reading her book on the beach while I went for a surf. And I came in, and I'm walking up, and she's on the blanket. And she's wearing a shirt that looks just like Peggy Gordon's shirt in Big Wednesday. Her hair and pigtails just like Peggy Gordon's hair and was sitting there reading a book and i was all like i finally achieved it i finally am matt johnson coming in from the surf peggy gordon waiting on me it was a that's glorious no dad squid lips that's matt yeah. johnson i surfed like crap today but i mean that made it so much better <laughs> so did matt johnson in an opening scene don't leave me here all you're gonna find is my dead body in this old board but he Come was ripping me. though he was all hung over he was still ripping because they're like, that is Matt Johnson. Matt I, don't know, Johnson I don't know if I've seen this. Board. Have you not seen Big Wednesday? I, I don't think I've seen this. Oh, my. Dude. Hey, some people haven't seen Ninja Turtles. Some people haven't seen Back to the Future. I mean, it Everyone's exists. Everyone's seen Ninja Tank. Turtles and Back to the Future. Wait, wait, wait. Tank. It's we an love iconic you, baby. movie. We love you. But in surfing, there are two movies. There's The Endless Summer, which we've all seen. And there's Everyone's Big Wednesday. Everything else is, is forgivable if you haven't seen it, but those two, especially for dudes who ride logs, those yeah. are the two. Gosh, uh, it's so good. I hear people quote it all the time, and I kind of play along, and I've but this time I've piecemealed a movie together through quotes. Why don't you just watch it? Take <laughs> like an hour and a half. Where can I get it? Is it streaming somewhere? Dude, you can I'll give you my review next week. I will watch it, and I will give you a review of Big Wednesday. One of our segments on. next week is Taint's review of Big Wednesday. All right. Yeah, and you can find anything on, like, page eight of Google. <laughs> All right, I'll find it. So now that we've uncovered that one of our hosts hasn't seen Big Wednesday, which, man, I'm not quite sure that, that you should be – It hurts my heart, your, honestly. Yeah, I'm, I feel a little – I feel betrayed Come a little on. bit. I feel slighted. <laughs> slap in the face, Trent's gonna be okay. Yeah, you'll get well, over speaking, it. Speaking of slaps in the face, we encourage the listeners to uh, send us hate mail. And last episode from New York, we talked about uh, New Jersey slices. Uh, sorry, New York slices and how they rule Chicago deep dish pie. So I got my first hate mail from Eric Hires, who's a good buddy of mine, 
and he is from uh, his wife, uh, Kayla Zapp, is one of the Wonder Twins that runs WSMS Surf Shop, my favorite shop. And Eric's like, hey, man, there's this pizza place in Orlando that does deep dish first hate mail. It, it smokes any New York slice. And I go, in my brain, I go like this. I go, listen, buddy, you're saying it's in Orlando. That's not even in Chicago. So it's not a freaking piece of cake. I don't want to eat it with a fork and knife. We shouldn't have frosting on it. You take the New York slice, you fold it, you eat it. Here's another thing. That's not a Chicago pizza. It's in Orlando. That's a Florida pizza. That's Florida imitating Chicago pizza. It's Chicago style. Yeah, but that's not, like, we can get New York style here, but that's not a slice of pizza from New York. They're very different. Like, you can get a Chicago style pizza, but... It's not like the same as being in Chicago and having a piece of pizza from Chicago. So Eric, I love you, dude, but hit me up when uh, you've actually had a piece of Chicago style. But Who Eric, the heck go- out of Orlando? Who the heck? Why? It's like the worst city. It's possible that it's very good because there's some good stuff in Orlando. Honestly, I want to have Eric Hyers I'm not going to lie. Show. Like two of my favorite places to eat are in Orlando. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to have Eric Hires as a guest on the show, the guy who sent me the Yeah. Email, because he once told me this story. He did a lot of film producing and things, and he was working in New York, so he's had lots of slices. But he said that he was working on something for some brand. I think it was Adidas, but I'm not sure. And uh, all of a sudden, they're like, hey, we're going to film this legendary skateboarder. And it was Mark Gonzalez. And when sick. the shoot was wrapping for lunch, the Gons said to him, hey, man, you want to come to my apartment? It's right up here to get lunch. And apparently the Gons like busted out avocados and made them guac and chips Dude. and sat and talked with Mark Gonzalez. And I want to hear that story That's on the epic. I worked for Adidas Originals when we, when they launched the Gons shoe, also like the Dennis Bucinids one. And there was like a, a, a couple more at that time. And yeah. those things were flying off the shelves. It was like every other shoe was like a Stan Smith. And then one of those new Gons skateboarding shoes, those things were hot. I wish would get more involved into the shoe game or dip their toes a little more into the shoe game, get that for skate shoes, Reeboks, like classic Reeboks. Those are like my favorite shoes on earth. They're so sick. Did you guys have the DK Knights by Reeboks, like late eighties? They, they were like the dope shoe where I grew up. It was DK Knights by Reebok. I have the um, black Reebok classics with the white stripes on them, like the yeah. Tolo shoes. I have those. Those are cool. Or hardcore shoes, however you look at it. Yep. Hey, yep. also, before we get on to it, Eric, he has got one of the coolest businesses that is opening up here in this area, and we've got to get it on to talk about it, the, the climbing thing. Yeah. Yeah, what that's... Do you, do you climb stuff? He's working Basically. on... Yeah, Eric is like a... I don't know if you say semi-professional, but he has, um, he has summoned El Cap. Like, he's a real well-known climber, and he wants to bring a climbing gym here to the oldest city. It's happening. We yeah. should do American Ninja Warrior. I love that show. Yes. That's I just what love you can do. Fall. It's, it's amazing. You know what it is? American Ninja Warrior is gladiators, is American gladiators without all the uh, kind of lame muscle roid head gladiator guys. Hey. But honestly, honestly, that's kind of what made gladiators tight though. I know. Like if I had to watch American Gladiators or American Ninja Warrior, I would watch American Gladiators. I want to see roided out dudes hitting each other with padded sticks. Do you think that like Turbo and Nitro from the American Gladiators were just rejects from the WWF? 
Like they couldn't yeah, handle it in wrestling. I think they were too good for the WWF, and that's why they were on Gladiators. I love Gladiators it. Were dope. When you're yoked up, you got a couple of places to take your talent. You get know, yoked up or get choked up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the best one was Nitro, or they would. Oh. They would they would stand behind the uh, the little podium, and you have to run the course, and they'd shoot tennis balls yeah. at them. Yeah. That was my favorite. Wasn't it so, one of them laser? Like, there was, like, yeah, laser, laser and turbo one. and nitro. <laughs> I don't remember any of the names, but I just remember it was freaking tight. Nice. And they, would, they had, like, the great big Q-tips, and they'd be on the stands, and they'd just beat the crap out of each yeah. other. It was amazing. I remember so, being a kid, and, like, my friend – got the video game and I had to go to his house I was like can we please play American Gladiators he's like it stinks I'm like please because I didn't have a TV and then we played it and it was awful it was the worst game <laughs> was it for original Nintendo I don't remember best like, original Nintendo game ever Duck Hunt I don't know Mike Tyson's punch out was pretty sweet both Mike strong Mike Tyson's punch out was pretty sweet but wasn't there a glitch with Tyson's punch out where you could like just win by doing Yo, I'm Mike Tyson. I'll win every time. But there was a code that you could put in, and you could just go right to face Tyson. Well, the few uh, times I was exposed to it, all I knew was it's the 90s because I was a kid. But all I knew is it's the 90s, and Mike Tyson's the baddest man on the planet. That's all I needed. And for still is. Have you, tight for me. have you guys seen the video recently of him sparring? In the, uh, Chris, you're doing more boxing. Now he's so fast for a big guy. Yeah, he, he's getting he's back in shape. and a lot of people so my dad grew up boxing and i grew up boxing and my dad was always tyson's a bum tyson's a bum dude in his day mike tyson had the meanest uppercuts possibly the world has ever he was seen bad man he was a bad person he was oh gosh he was nuts iron mike but yeah he's getting back in shape he looks scary like at 53 there are probably pro guys today that he could still knock out he might not get it in like 26 seconds like he used to, but he yeah. could probably still knock him out. My so wife said something funny to me today because um, I was like, I'm gonna talk about I'm gonna talk about you on the podcast, and she's like, No, you're not. I'm like, You don't even listen to our podcast. You don't. You've never listened to one. You don't even know what I say. She goes, I know what you say. I'm like, What? She's like, You complain about surfing. I'm like, Holy crap, you're right. Wow. <laughs> it's like she lives with you. Yeah. So, so speaking of the 90s. And Tyson's punch out and all great things 90s. Um, this week I was looking into my uh, my wife has an old um, box full of my longboard magazines from the 90s, right? Yeah. And uh, I was looking through all these old longboard magazines and I was like, man, this is so cool. This is so cool. And you I started wondering. Shop, by the way, and somebody wants to come look at them. Oh, it, do yourself go to COS and look at old longboard magazine and all its cheesy. Add over added glory. It's awesome. Um, but so I started thinking about like the 90s pros and stuff. And I thought to myself, like these guys never really had that much sponsorship. So what are they doing for a living now? And there was just a couple of stories that were really, really cool to me that stood out. One of them was my favorite surfer from when I was growing up in the 90s is Jimmy Gamboa. Like I think he is probably the, my favorite Malibu stylist of all time. I know people are going to cry Dora and Carson and Josh Farbro, but I think it's Gamboa. He went on to start the, the nonprofit TheraSurf, where they take handicapped kids and autistic kids, um, and they take them surfing, and like, that's what he does for a living now. And just a, a bunch of these 90s guys, when they couldn't find sponsorship for mainstream surfing, they found jobs within surfing, creative jobs without sponsorship. You know, Mitch Abshear went on to 
to create Captain Finn. Um, this guy, Zach Howard, who was on the cover of Longboard a lot, he has a surf camp going strong in Maui. And I just think surfers from these days could take a lesson from some of these guys and be like, hey, if you want to make surfing into your lifestyle, your business, you can do that even if there's not the sponsorship opportunity. You can find a side hustle. What do you guys think? I mean, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's like it, it's sad. They don't want to admit that they're not going to be the one guy that's the millionaire, billionaire potentially of the future. But there's going to be a lot of rejects. So there's going to be a lot of reps for wetsuits and board shorts. And well, here's I mean, one thing to think about. I think there was a lot more um, false hope around that era because companies did send them on like boat trips and stuff like there was a lot of like trips going down that companies were sending people on to like film for whether it was mag or whatever it seemed like at least i don't know if they were paying for those trips out of pocket or whatnot but it seemed like world travel was pretty big in that era for pro longboarding with the tour and stuff i don't know how much like i know oxbow was in it really heavy and there was like a couple other brands that i always saw but it seemed like there was kind of like the there's a way there was the idea and the hope that you could make a living off of it whereas now it's like now it's a little more realistic like getting into it as like a younger longboarder that it's like there's not really yes you can be in the top echelon and still probably have to like work a work a job on the side yeah you know That's i mean my, my main goal has always been to just be involved in surfing as much as possible so that like whenever like years down the road i can still like work in it you know yeah that's a good position that's kind of what i believe too yeah because i my whole thing is love it. i'm going to be involved in surfing for my whole life like whether it's doing the podcast whether it's running log jams whether it's doing whatever we're doing you can be involved in surfing for your whole life and it can be your creative outlet and you don't have to make a living doing it. Like, I want yeah. to tell everybody out there, it's okay to get a job and to work a job and have surfing be kind of your side hustle. I think that's kind of admirable in a way. Yeah, well, I that's agree. what, like, most of us have to do. You know what I mean? It's like most longboarders and longboarders that do, like, big events and that are in, in like, the mags, or I guess online now, because there's not really that many mags, but like almost everyone's got a job like an editor like, or something yeah. like look at veed veed's like one of the best loggers in the world right now he teaches yoga you know devin howard he's doing the commission gig he did longboard magazine he, he's yeah. a good example of that too yeah so exactly. speaking of side hustles there's this one taint that that Pat and i want to talk about we're, we're stoked on the side hustle in the 90s but one of the one of the things that was frustrating about the 90s was gimmicks. Turbo Tunnel. Longboard House did the squirrel nut zipper cutaway, whatever that thing was. The safety stupid fin. fin. Stupid fin with a circle on it. Like In longboarding, fins seem to be... Protech fins that have the little squishy on the outside so it doesn't hurt anybody whenever you run them over. The, the one that the rescue boards have on that the lifeguards have, yeah. yeah. They had all those terrible pictures of dudes with their face all cut open, and they were all like, right. now I ride for Protech fins. Yeah. So what's your question? So fins are the gimmick of, of longboard surfing. That, that's one of the few things you can gimmick. And the worst 
gimmick of the past 50 years. I have now seen on Instagram, and it's absolutely horrible. It's called Boost Fins. Have you guys seen this? Yeah. I got into um, I got into some comment. I got into a comment war with them. Well, let, let's tell, let's tell the folks at home what this thing actually is. It's a fin that has a turbo tunnel cutout, and it's instead of water like fin too, it's like a yeah. big D fin, and it's a futures base. Instead of water flowing through it, there's a motorized propeller that now essentially turns this board, turns this propeller. I don't know if you turn it on how, how you do it, and it assists you with paddling and catching more waves. Let me tell you a little more info because I dug deeper because at first I was just going to leave a comment like everyone else's comments because there's a million of them because it was a sponsored ad. So a lot of people saw it and it's just like, this is kooky or like comments like this sucks. And I was like, let me kind of dive a little deeper into it. It's a futures base, which most longboards that you have a box. Uh, a like longboard fin box, a single fin box, not a little futures box. So that was weird out the gate. It's like a D fin, and um, you the know fin how shape you is terrible. You know how you control it? You have to like get an app, and then this waterproof armband no that their phone goes into, or or have an Apple Watch, so you can turn it on and off. Holy While you're in the water. Let's just wow. let the soccer moms take over surfing right now, Boost. Seriously, let's just bring your surf coaches and your Olympics and your Coles and your Starbucks to the beach, and we can have an eye. This is the thing. If you want to catch more waves, then you need to go surfing more. You need to train. You need to work out. You need to up your endurance. This thing, don't waste your money on this thing. It's not going to help you. It's not. It's really not, and it's funny because they have little videos of like the dude, they're like pro guy that they had endorse it at some prog logger. He's like, it shows them halfway doing a hang five and then halfway doing a like, uh, it's not even a cutback, it's like a little pivot turn. It's at San O on like a small day and he's like, thing actually went pretty well. It's like, no, it didn't, dude, <laughs> I just saw you. It looks like freaking trash. It's just like in the 90s when Swizzle paid Jimmy Gambo to ride the Y Swizzle. Like, yeah. I understand dude wants to get paid by these guys, but don't send these jokers money. Go actually buy real fins and really paddle. There, I well, don't that understand. was the debate that we got into because I just, like, I left a comment or something saying about, I was like, this is just an outsider gimmick. Like, you guys just put more time into learning how to surf. How much is this thing? It's 160 bucks, Damn. 160, 170 bucks. But that's not to mention you got to have an iPhone or an iWatch to use the dog. Oh, you're selling it to privileged people anyway. Not to obviously. mention you're going to get your freaking ass kicked for paddling out with the thing and then running people over with it. I don't understand this, this new trend for dangerous things that are going to hack people apart. Like, you got people that all these lineups showing up with these foil boards. No, I didn't even think about it like that. That kind of makes it tight. <laughs> you got like these foil like boards. the hydrofoil with razor blades on it, and now this thing, like, take the guard off there, and you can chop people up. Like, that's sick. Run someone it. over. What's going to happen is two things are going to happen with this thing, I think. Is there a way – does anybody know this? Because I, I couldn't find it. 
is there a way to turn the thing off when you're done with your ride? Because if not, if the thing is still on and you lose the board, it's now a missile. Well, here's the thing. The kind of people that like aren't good enough to, the kind of people that buy it are the people that are like, this will make surfing easier because I don't want to put in the time to learn it because it's too hard. Those kind of people do not know when they're about to fall to turn the freaking thing off. They're also the same people with the web gloves on. Yes. Yes. This is who this is for, okay? I had some dude with web gloves freaking try to get into some kid's face like last week, and it was hilarious. And I'm like, guy, you got web gloves on. (laughs) Dismissed. Who was the 80s pro that always rocked the webs? The web, was it Elkerton? Where he was like, yeah, my web gloves make it go good. That, uh, super rad bodyboard company drag they made some wet gloves with like barbed wire on them and like kind of sick <laughs> i wouldn't wear them but if i was boogie boarding i'd totally rock them so then the company i read trans things and they're making the argument when you get older you know things happen and you can't paddle it to skip like, fry yeah that's what i'm saying tell it to skip fry who's out there Te- local guys sal Rapero, 60 something years old rides a shortboard rips uh, Reed Connor, Reed Connor, fake hip, song you and hang fives two weeks ago. I surfed with my mom on Mother's Day, dude. It was like chest side. She paddled out fun. Somebody's gonna get their fingers stuck in this thing. Is what's gonna happen? Like they're gonna be like, "Hey, Betsy, why won't well, like somebody from Idaho who's never surfed before? Why won't it turn and it's gonna rip people's fingers off in the parking lot?" It's so silly and i think the funny thing is is like if i was someone that was making that i'd be like yeah it's total bullcrap but i'm still selling of course but they're like (laughs) they're super out of it about legitimizing it and being like no this is a real fin that works and it's like no it's not (laughs) you know this is obviously something that's made by non-surfers i'm all for innovation in the green out in the in the greeno school of thought like george greeno was a surfer who was making things for other surfers to enhance the experience. Yeah. But it wasn't things marketed to non-surfers to make more surfers. To be a shortcut. The last thing we need is more people in the lineup who don't know the etiquette, who, who haven't spent time doing it. Part of the thing you learn to surf, you learn to paddle, and then you, know, you work your way into the lineup. Something that's going to escalator ride you out to the break takes all that out of the equation well that's one thing that that's one argument that they tried to make is like so what should people that um don't get to surf as much just like step aside and let the the good surfers have all the fun it's like the good surfers you know how they became the good surfers by putting in time and effort by making time by being like okay cool i got work at nine i can dawn patrol and get a surfing every single day that's how they got good not just by being like well i only feel like going surfing oh we got like this day off a week so i'll go then i need something to just make it easier so i can so it's just easier yeah i agree no shortcuts countless hours getting chewed out and dumped by chicks because you were late and sandy and showing up for the date yeah dudes in a lineup for getting in the way so that way you learn how to not get in the way you know, or my favorite getting held back on like a medium sized day when it's dumping like one or two times. Like, well, I guess I uh, still have some things to work on. Yeah, paddling's not up. 
if you if you're scared of getting stuck inside, don't pick up the don't pick it up. Don't even pick up a board in the first place, dude. My favorite, like surfing, one of my favorite being a server things that you're at work and you've had like a hard session. It was dumping. You're all clogged up with salt water and you're leaning over to your desk or the counter wherever you're working. Yeah. You go to stand up and the water just drips all down your face and all down it's your chest. Whenever and you're leaning for a smooch on a date. Yeah. And then that, that water comes pouring out. I've had it go into my wife's mouth before. She's like it's on hot. the couch. I'm like, hey, baby. I'm just kidding. It was not. She did not like it. Luckily, I haven't happened. Haven't had that happen at jujitsu yet. I tried to get it all out before I step on the mat. I got a big schnoz when this thing loads up. There's like a good yeah. pint up there. I think it's gonna end up in marriage counseling, and and this wife's gonna be like, "Listen, I keep going to kiss him, and I get mouthfuls of salt water, and the psychiatrist, gonna, the therapist is gonna be like, what are you doing?'" Hey, uh-huh. our first episode of non-Zoom whenever we're actually together, we should um, measure me and Taint's noses and see who has the bigger schnoz. Well, either way, it's disconcerting because it's still going to grow. That's the thing I don't yeah. like. It's like, my nose is big I and like it's going it. to grow my whole life. Yeah, I'm going ha- to have a defin on my face by the time yeah. I'm 80. I'm cool with it because I, like uh, I look like an Eastern European drug addict. Sweet. You do lame. look like one of like the mob henchmen from a Guy Ritchie movie, Trent. Yeah, I um whenever I wear my beanie and my glasses, I get um Leon the professional a lot. The professional, that's what I was gonna say. I'm cool with that. He's a cool guy. So we talked about um the the boost fin. Don't give those clowns your money. Um we talked about kind of these trends. So I want to do this this new thing on the show where Every so often, all of us are having certain boards that we, that we love to ride. So of our current quivers, I want you guys to, each of you, think about the one board that you're so stoked on right now. Did we do this gonna... last time? No. That's it. Are you sure? Well, we'll do it again. But there's a, there's all right, a... cool. Listen, I don't think so. Listen, listen. Before you throw salt into my all, into my wound or you urinate into my Cheerios, can I get the rest of the sentence out of my freaking mouth? I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Guy we'll Richie looking we'll fine later. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Grinch have been going at each other on the in the group chat all week. It's I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so th- what I was gonna say is non log board you're stoked on non-log and for crappy choppy waves so during this whole week there's going to be waves but it's going to be crappy choppy northeast bad waves so what is your go-to when it's like that and where have you ridden it and i can't pick my log you cannot pick your log because honestly this week i've just decided i'm riding my log no matter how no matter how big or choppy it gets you can't pick your log well, that sucks. You can, you, can, you can pick that giant honker, but you can't pick your log. Um, All right, Taint, you go first. Yeah. For choppy waves, I usually do the triple stringer because it doesn't like boing so much. You know, kind of like it's, it's stiffer. Wait, how big is it? How many fins? It's like nine. Oh, wait. It's like big. Oh, non-longboard? Not a longboard, dude. I don't like. have anything that's not a longboard right no, now. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> So like, oh my shortboard! Please send your money. We need them. help. I don't fix them because I can't ride shortboard. I know they're all broken. 
What's the mid lane I saw you surf here the other day when it was all those lefts? Okay, so that was like an eight five. I have uh, it's a uh, it's it's pretty awesome. It's like you know, like mirrored image, uh, foot from tail, foot from the nose is the same measurement. I like that thing. It's yeah, because like here's blunt. the thing, dude. If we can't ride logs, everyone's gonna know that we're really not all that good at surfing. No, man. <laughs> you get me on like a Simmons or like a Twin Fish or something, man. I could freaking. I know that's what it feels like, because that's what I used to think. And I saw a video of myself on. It's like, holy crap! I'm just six two of awkward. But just stop watching video of yourself. I'll solve that problem. <laughs> but I want to do airs, man. I want to be sick, bro. I got a little trendy. I've seen Trent rip on this. How big's the monster fish, Trent? Like mine? Yeah. It's either a seven two or a seven four. And I've seen Tane, I've seen you ride that board really good too. And so I went to the St. Augustine Pier the other day um with the Gromit Easton, and it was, you know, like, I don't know waist high ish just real shore poundy and a lot of people were kind of struggling on their on their shore boards to get speed and ken white made me a 7-0 long fish but it's a twinser it's not a quad and it's not a uh just a keel fin uh twinny uh the twinser was the first time i ever wrote it and the thing was very very fast and then it did like i could do real good cutbacks with it i, I couldn't really snap it because like Trent said, I can't really surf. I'm not on a log. But the Twinser setup was a lot faster than I anticipated it to. And it's it's tighter than the quad. I like it a little better than the quad, I think. Have you guys yeah. ridden the Twinser? Yeah. I have not ridden the Twinser. Yeah. But- and I trust his, too. Because he is friends with Pavel, Rich Pavel, or whatever his name is. And yeah. and his, all of his Twinser stuff is, is money. So I bet he showed us some tricks. I'd say my board for the choppy waves would be the seven four fish or seven two fish whatever it is by clean ocean surfboards that tony made but i've been riding it with um so you know the little side bite nubs are like a little teardrop single plug nub just those in it and uh so it's basically finless but with little baby fins in it just enough to catch you and that's what i would ride how's that been going does it feel pretty good Oh my gosh, it's amazing. It's so sick. Like, you can you can decide whenever you want it to slide and whenever you want it to catch. And it's got a, it's like a lower rocker board. So you go just super fast in trim. And then you can either I like doing like on going front side, like front side board side, kind of laid back where you just like slide across the face and then you can just like lean back and it'll catch those little fins and it'll correct you and then you're going straight again and then going backside it's super fun to kind of go like you're going to hit a lip but just spin it all the way around it's phenomenal super fun but that's what i would pick all righty well we're going to take a break taint's going to have one of his classic intermission interviews for us and when we come back we're going to play a game that tarpits has uh come up with and possibly a game that old Grinchy Claus has come up with. And uh, we'll see you guys after the break. Every young person has a dream. Making it come true is the challenge. I don't want to be some wrinkled up old geezer, 40 years old, watching a surf contest on TV and going, yeah, I was good. I could have done that. No way. For surfers, North Shore is the place.
Rick Kane is determined to make his dream come true. Welcome to Pipeline. Bonsai Pipeline? One and only. You're dangerous. Better you go home. Yeah, Kook, you don't belong over here. Nobody messes with the hooey. But he is an outsider. Seem like a nice girl. And there are more obstacles than he ever imagined. Gregory Harrison, Mia Peoples, and Matt Adler. I heard you uh, ate it pretty bad both times you've been out. It's really dangerous out there. You do everything I say to do. You don't question anything. The first time you do, that's it. Okay, it's a deal. Why do you hate contests so much? Bring out the worst in the human animal. Will you come with me? Kids got potential. Maybe. A story about the realization of a dream set against the background of some of the hottest high-energy surfing footage ever filmed. North Shore. Welcome back to Surf Not. Hope you enjoyed the intermission. I'm here with you, the Grinch, with uh, Trent Tarpitz Phillips. Hello. And Tyler Tank Baker. We back. We back, baby. That's right. What an intermission it was. That clip you picked. Tyler was so fantastic. Thanks. What do you guys think about last week's? We try not to, we never actually talk about the intermissions too much, but last week's I have the Mason Ho. That was actually, um, so the first time I ever heard of Mason Ho was my friend at work back in the day. He was like, you got to hear this dude Mason Ho talk about his dream wave. And that's how I found out about him. That's a, that's the first thing you heard that him that's the talking first about. Thing I ever heard from him, and it's gold. It's so classic. He's hilarious, man. He's always great. Is Mason Ho the most fun surfer to watch right yeah. now? He is. Yeah. He is. I watch. I subscribe to his YouTube. I watch every single edit, and it's sick too because he doesn't throw in a bunch of like, "What's up, dude? Here's a day of my life. Check it out. I'm eating some avocados." He's right. just freaking, he just puts on like old Jimi Hendrix style tunes and goes surfing. And that's literally all I want to see. I just want to hear some music and watch you go surfing. Like Brett Barley. Dude, Brett Barley, you talk way too much, dude. For real. I love you. I love your surfing. I love watching you surf. I don't, I don't care about your drive down the dunes. That's the same drive every day. I think I've already said this in a podcast. I think that that um, Mason Ho is like the surfer's Ben Gravy. Like when I watch Ben Gravy, I'm like, this is a lot of antics. It's a lot of kind of nonsense that I'm sure non-surfers would be into. But Mason Ho, it's like banger clip after banger clip. He's doing like crazy airs. And then he's cutting off his dad at sunset on like a a retro board and catching his dad's board and trying to body surf that. And then he's pulling into these huge tubes in front of rocks where you're like, how is he not getting impaled? And it's like banger, 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 banger. Yeah. I feel like I'm on a roller coaster ride when I watch. And that's like his and that's like his that's his week. <laughs> he reads the face so well. He can make speed whenever he wants it. He's like got the best balance maybe of any surfer. And I think a thing that um people like us longboarders can really appreciate about it is he's super into respecting old style and thinks that it's sick. So he'll like throw in like the old school look backs that he like 
grew up watching his dad and his uncle yeah. do it. So I think it's super rad. He's cool. Mason's yeah, the rad. best. Mason all right, well, that you're the best surfer in the world. Some good intermission. I had to cut all of his uh, naughtiness. He's talking to naughtiness about the girl and really bad manly behavior. Oh, so I, I edited him right up. Yeah. Yeah. We try to keep it fairly clean on this podcast. We, we, love, right. we love your surfing, Mason, but uh, your antics behind but the that, curtain shall that remain mouth. behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> Let's clean it up. Let's keep it PG. So, Trent, you want to play um, – the uh the, the the surf wave the surf wave game or do you want to play uh freaks or hipsters first we'll play them both let's play freaks or hipsters all right tell all us right. the rules and the scenario of freaks or hipsters so let me preface this by saying this is in no way a jab at anybody and um we'll just say the definition of a hipster could just be an artsy surfer because that's generally the definition. It's just someone who's just like kind of artsy. They're kind of trendy. They're into some trends or whatever. And they just kind of dress cool. You know, could be a rock star kind of guy. You know. Wait, 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 wait. Sometimes when you assign the word hipster derogatory, it's somebody who is kind of famous for their style and their side hustles, not necessarily for their great surfing. Yeah. But this is, for this for the sake of this game, we'll say that a hipster is just someone who's kind of hip. You know, they're kind of a hip guy. Hip to the jive. But there's other people that are just freaks. Like, sure, they dress weird now, but they're still going to be dressing just as freaking weird and just, they're, they're not going to change. Like, the hipsters will probably end up having a good job later on in life and they'll be okay. Um, the freaks will probably end up like in some weird setup, like in the middle of the in the middle of Montana with like a jug band or something crazy like that. And it's a spectrum, so there's levels, right? Like you could be like kind of more or so on another end of the spectrum. So what the way we're gonna play the game is, I will name off a uh, a pro surfer. I think they kept it the longboarders. And uh, we'll just vote, are they a hipster or more of a freak? Okay. Freak or hipster? Dwayne Peters is the all the way freak, like he's all the way that side of the spectrum. He's not a surfer. Let's talk about surfers. Okay, okay. But yes, Dwayne Peters would be on the freak side of things. Is Alex Nost a freak? Hold on, dude, he's on the list. Okay, okay, (laughs) go. All right, hit us with the list. All right, number one, Robin Falkso. I think I pronounced his last name right. I don't know who this is. You guys know, not know who Robin Fouts is? No, dude, I'm, 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 I'm almost 40, baby. D- d- who ride, is that? He rides for Gato Heroi. Pull him up. Pull him up on Instagram. Hipster. How do you spell his hipster. last name? Gato Heroi, hipster. Anything else? All right. Grinch Bros, hipster. F-A-L-X-A is his last name. He's a good camper. I like the way he's Is he from Orange County? Is he from Orange County? No, I think he's from France. Okay, so maybe not hipster. Hmm. Weird, awkward pause. Is taking him up. Guys, we edit the podcast, so I'll just fall right out of the world. Oh, well, I couldn't find him on there, but if he's riding a gato, man, if you ride a gato, that says a lot about you. This is my thing, and people are going to hate on me, and I don't really care. 
I've seen the Gato Heroi, like that death dagger, what Nose rode in the early 2000s. I've ridden those kind of boards. They don't work. Like those guys they can make work. work they just don't work for the way that you ride. <laughs> they, 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 they don't work for waves in Florida. I've they never do. seen anybody outside of the Gato crew rip on those things. Chris, your rail is the complete like opposite of that rail. You, you have literally a baseball ride rail. baseball bat rails, Chris. Of course you're not going to like them, but that doesn't mean they don't work. Just That's because right. Because you don't like them doesn't mean they don't work. I've seen Sean Cusick, who is one of the most stylish servers I've ever seen in Florida, on, a, on one of those style boards, and even he'll say, that thing just didn't work. All right, anyways, hipster, hipster. Here's okay. the thing. I'll just say... I like that style of board because that's basically what I rise. Like, because a lot of it's just influenced from that, like kind of Australia. I don't know. Edit that out. Whatever. He's a hipster. Yeah. We'll go with hipster. Well, you can sink the rail so much more on those boards. So it kind of like, like smooths it. out it's, the it's, ride. They're, wait, way wait, more, wait. they're way more responsive. I'd I like a responsive board. This is, this is what I'm saying. I don't mind the bladed rails. Like what's yes, on the did. carpet. What, I've Your version the of a bladed rail, Chris, is a fat rail. <laughs> I've ridden, I've ridden Trent's boards, and I like them. And I think Trent rips on. Never ridden my boards. <laughs> when we're talking about that Gato Heroi, I'm talking about like the Levi Prairie, 15 inch nose. He rides dash. Monster, monster tails. Hipster hold out nonsense. All right, That's go. Fine. We can vote for him, hipster. Alvin Fausta, he's more on the hipster side of the spectrum. All right. We got seven. All right. We're on number two. Okay. <laughs> so let's try to keep them a little more short. All right. That's all right. We'll close this. All right. Thing number two. Mikey the Temple. Mm. What do you want me to say, dude? Hipster or more of a freak? Is he more just kind of weird? Or now, is he now, just kind of more of a hipster? I think I feel, he's more of on the hipster side of things. I feel really kind of – I know Mikey um, – uh, he worked with my friend Dustin on um, Picaresque, and I like the temps a lot. But I think that he is again. More neither on one of these terms is derogatory. It just means you're either a little more hip or you're just a little more weird. I think Mikey's on the hip side of things. He's very stylish. He's into photography. Uh, he's got that real like uh, uh, Brooklyn cold water kind of vibe. I I'd go hipster for the temps. What about you, Tyler? Mm, he's not a hipster no i think he's more on the hipster side of things because we're talking about a spectrum right and i feel like he could get a job pretty easy okay well, yeah he like, could pass for one can't get jobs well wait wait mikey's like a model and a director and he's had a very successful career but he's made his career out of being you know kind of like that beatnik poet he's hip he's yeah hip. he's That's a hipster hip. he's a hipster. hipster and again it's not a bad thing. We're not saying hipster in a derogatory way. So you got to get that 90s part of your brain out of here. That's All right, so from. Number four, or three, sorry. Brian Bent. Freak. Freak. Artist, creative. Yeah. I love Brian Bent, Brent's whole trip. I love like the old 30s hot rod, the hollow coffin board, the striped socks, the freaking the 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 hand plants on curbs the whole thing yeah. like that dude if it takes one to know one that dude's a freak i love him freak. he's freak yeah he's freak yeah my our booth at the del mar surf expo was right next to brian's where he staged his truck with all of his boards and his toothpicks on it 
and so we're like setting up and he was really cool dude i thought he was going to be way more salty just from the looks but the the looks do not match he's pretty rad all right so brian bent we're on the freak side of things and that's good both sides are good it's just comical all right this one's going to be a tough one because there is a right answer so far all of these to this point have been opinion but this one has a definite right answer. According to Trent's opinion. According to Trent's opinion. <laughs> Robbie Kegel. I, I stand by the gut. To, uh, I, the, no, dude, you know what? I think Kegel goes his own way. Like, I think that dude goes his own way and doesn't give a rat's patoot what anyone else thinks, which puts him more on the creative freak side of things. And okay. he can do things. His surfing is rad to watch like i mean so are the guys that we're saying are hipsters but i think that robbie has a uniqueness to him that takes him out of the hipster category because he's got a lot of imitators but he's not imitating anybody true yeah he's just like a modern day green day a greeno so i would probably say he's a freak i have him as both (laughs) so much for your right answer dude. he's the crux of the two he's a freak but Actually, no, he is pretty much on the freak side of things because I have a feeling like 10 years from now, he'll still be doing exactly what he's doing now. Just like 10 years ago, he was still doing exactly what he's doing now. So, yeah, he's more on the freak side of things. Um, last one, I cut it short because I didn't bother saying no because we know that he's, he's, on, he's way hip on the hip side of things. I had Nick Melanson, but I feel like he's just kind of hip because he's not that weird. But we haven't seen enough of him yet. Maybe he'll prove to be more freaky later on in life. But um, last one, Herbie Fletcher. Oh, how dare you? You bring Herbie into this? Herb's, Herb, dude, Herb's the OG, like, let your freak flag fly. Any dude who's going to ride jet skis at Monster Pipeline and get tubed on the jet ski, that guy's a freak. He's a freak. He's a freak yeah. because of things he can do. He's almost, what, 80 years old, and he's still got the best drop knee in surfing? Dude's a freak of nature. Here's Herbie what I have freak. him listed I him. as. I don't just have him listed as freak, but he is king of the freaks. Oh. He is our 100%. beacon of hope in this crazy world. Thank you, Herbie, for being you. Thank you, Herbie, for motivating us. And thank you to all the hip guys, man, because you know what? I like the hip guys. I like the hip side of things. I think we need, it keeps things fun. I think the hipsters in longboarding, there's a lot of guys who are from the nineties who are from my generation who are like, man, hipsters are BS and it's all about wiggling and, and all those kind of things. And we all have those, but the hip guys like Nose, like the temple, they do bring an element of style and grace and breaking the, the old school jock mentality um, that we need. They're very creative. If you think about it, at the time that those dudes were really hitting, look at what the soundtracks were to like Longboarder magazines. And it was all like ugly freaking Hawaiian shirts. And then these dudes came along and said, no, we're going to wear our freaking cool kid clothes and listen to cool kid music. And listen to Modest Mouse. Yeah. And you know what? The original hipster van. Freaking before uh, they got populated, they had some good stuff. I've been listening right. to Duster all day today. Guster, so you, guys, you guys want to play one quick round of uh, of um, Mary Kiss Kill? Yeah, let's do it. Peace. All right. So 
we said kiss and not the bad word, so. <laughs> so we're going to play Mary Kiss Kill with waves. So what's going to happen is I'm going to spin the wheel, and it's going to come up with three waves. And you guys, you guys can spin the wheel for me um, after I spin it for you guys. You guys have to come up with, of the three waves, which wave will you live at? The town, the wave, you'll live there. Which wave will you visit on a month-long surf trip? And which wave will you never go to ever again? You never get to go there ever again. Or if sense? you've never been there, you never get to visit You don't get ever. to experience it. So it's, it's, it's Mary, where would you live? It's okay. Kiss, where would you go on a month-long surf trip? And it's Kill, where would you um, never go ever again? Okay. I like it. Got it. Okay, you guys ready? Who wants yep. to go? Uh, Taint, you're going to go first. You ready? Yes, go for it. In the wheel. Ding. I like my wheel sound effects. Good. Okay. I wish I could do that. Roll <laughs> my R's. All right, here we go. So, Taint, here it is. Ready? Santa Cruz, California. Hermosa Beach, Costa Rica. And Huntington Beach, California. I would live in Santa Cruz for sure. I would kill Costa Rica because I've never really got super good waves there. I've been so many times. I've been like four times. I've kind of gotten waves here or there, but nothing like I was promised in the endless summer. And then I would. And then, yeah, too. That's right, which is raw. Uh, And then. And then what's the other one? San Diego? Uh, No, Huntington. Huntington? I would do, I guess, a month long. Uh, trip there. That's you do a month long in Huntington? You disgust yeah. me. You would over Costa Rica. You would visit Huntington. No, no, no. It's not Costa Rica. Costa Rica. It's only Hermosa. Hermosa. I can Especially nah. in like the off season, whenever it's like smaller, it's such a fun log wave. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Too many dings. Too many dings. Let your board go and dangling. Live up the street. <laughs> called cartoon you can surf at night there those are interchangeable and you can get barreled paint is gonna live in santa cruz surf pleasure point the hook and the lane which i've surfed the hook in pleasure Point. they're awesome he's never gonna go to hermosa because he believes that he's never really gonna get that i don't think it's aligned up for me i don't feel the parabita and and he's gonna spend he's gonna spend a month in surf city usa quirky caroling it up at huntington just freaking bugging the crap out of Ed Templeton. Listen, my buddy Chris lives in Huntington, and we're going to hook up, man. He's going to show me the spots. He always freaking knows how to get barreled. Which Chris? Chris Hall? No, that's another He's one. Oh, Chris was around there too, but no, I, this is another Chris. All right, Trent, you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. You ready? Yeah. All right, so live at... Never visit again. Go on a month-long surf trip. Here we go. Noosa, Australia. Woo-hoo. Sunset Beach, Hawaii. <laughs> Damn. That is and, hard. And yeah. Long Beach, New York. So we've got Noosa, oh, the North Shore of Oahu, and Long Beach, New York. It's a tough one for Trent. That is a tough one. Um... So I Long East live, Coast. I would live Long Beach. Whoa! Sure. Why would you live Long Beach? Because here's the thing. Like, you're right next, you got the city there. So if it's flat, you have endless skate spots. 
Um, hang out with Brian from Ace Coffee. Hang out with Jeff from True Hands. Like, just good people up there. Freaking eat good. I love New York. I absolutely love New York. Um, I would spend a month at Noosa because I hear it's only, like, the season is fairly, like, there's the season and then the rest of the time there's, like, really not waves is what I've heard. If I'm wrong, like, if it's good all the time there or there's good, it's good all the time around there, I'd probably just move to Noosa. But if it's only good a short amount of time or for, like, a season, I would just spend a month there for the season and just catch it when it's firing and catch one of those cyclones. But, again, I've never been, so I really don't know how it is there. But I don't have any friends there either. I have friends in Long Beach. So I'd live in Long Beach because that's awesome. And then I would never go to Sunset Beach because it's, like, crowded. And I'd, I'd like... I'd be super scared to drop in on a wave, then I'd drop in on a wave, and then someone would be like, that was my wave, and I'd get my butt kicked. And so it's like, then I got beat up by a wave and by a dude, and I'm just getting beat up left and right. And then I, like, try to go to, like, a gas station, and I go to the wrong gas station, and I get beat up there. And then there's a bunch of dudes from Florida that speak pigeon that are mad at me because what oh, they heard the podcast. podcast. Yeah, oh, and then no. they beat me up. And then, like, I've seen North Shore. I know what happens. Um, <laughs> well i have been to hawaii and they were very nice they just don't like rude people you definitely don't want to drop in on anybody so trent is living in long beach <laughs> with the homies surfing montauk baby he's going from he's going for a month-long stay at noosa gonna do some hang tens and he's going to avoid the countless butt whoopings Actually, uh, at Sunset wait, beach. let me change it i'll live in noosa and i'll spend the good month because really, New York. The winner. <laughs> yeah, really, New York's only good for like a. I'll I'll spend September or October in uh, in New York. I live in Noosa. Even if it's flat, it's still kind of dreamy. All right, one of you guys want to spin the wheel? Trent, spin the wheel for me. Tell me my three waves. My bad. Um, I didn't even think about waves. I was too busy making the noise. Um, so let's see. We'll do Malibu. Mm-hmm. Cape Hatteras. Mm-hmm. And Biarritz, France. Biarritz. Well, I would, uh, if money was no object and I could afford to live at Malibu. Like I don't have to live in Calabasas. I don't have to live up the hill. I can live at Malibu. I'm definitely going to live at Malibu. That's my favorite wave on the planet earth. I save all year to spend three weeks there in the summertime. So I would definitely live at Malibu. Um, Dude, you're a Laurel Canyon type of guy. I see you up in the Canyon. (laughs) (laughs) I've stayed up in the Canyon before. Um, So I'd live at Malibu. Um, I would have to say that I would take a month long trip to be Ritz um, because I'm a dirty, rotten longboarder and uh, that wave looks phenomenal. I would, I would go on a month when I knew it was going to be good and I could maybe meet up with Sean Cusick who spends time in France a lot and maybe pal around with him and, and kind of see the sights and do the cultural thing. So a month in be Ritz and I would, I've been to Hatteras. Um, I, I got skunked when I was there bad. So uh, I'd never go back if, uh, if, if I could live at Malibu. 
if you've never caught Hatteras, whenever it's because whenever it gets good for longboarding, it gets really good for longboarding because it's like these tight little pockets. Oh my gosh, it's such a fun log wave whenever it's a log wave. I mean, whenever it's big, it's fun too. You get tubed, but. If I could live at Mount, and like I guess I'm terrible at the barrel. I'm terrible at riding anything but logs. So I'm probably going to live at Malibu and hang ten till I puke. Biarritz is a great log wave when it's good. And I'll, I'll leave Hatteras to Brett Barley and uh, all those boys. Keep my longboard behind out of there. I love Hatteras. I love but I, I, would, I would like to go to Hatteras maybe this summer. I, I would like to take a trip and score it because I hear it's so good for riding logs. I thought he's going this weekend. We could go this weekend. It was just, it was, there's that, there's that whole epidemic thing happening, dude. No, it's See, not. I'm starting to, like, my brain's starting to tell me it's not happening. Don't but it's listen, happening. Don't listen to your brain. Well, yes. no, I'm still, I'm still using precautions. But I'm so just that, like, you know. So at, the end, at the end of this show this week, we always encourage hate mail. If you guys want to send us any hate mail, send it. We'll read it on yes, air. Yes, please but, do. But I'd like for you guys oh, love encouragement. Send us a little encouragement. <laughs> no, send us hate mail. That's way more. Tell fun. me, tell me I'm good. <laughs> tell me you love me. Tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> but we'd love for listeners to send us your three wave choice. You guys pick three waves and just tell us where you'd live, where you'd never go again, and where you'd take a month long surf trip. Let us know. Hit us on the DMs, and I'll we'll put you yours what. up on the show next week. I'll tell you what. I'll do a little something special because I'm in a good mood. Y'all send us send the Grinch a DM saying your favorite wave. We're going to pick one person, and you'll get a sticker pack and a bar of Chunky's Wax from the Bodega Border Crew. I will provide it to you. Damn. And um, so, yeah, we can get it flowing. We'll hook it up. All right, so you got to send me the DM. We'll, we'll pick the best one. Um, it's got to be where you'd live, where you'd take a month-long surf trip, and where you'd never go again. Uh, you can either send it via uh, text on the DM, or you can type it in. We should probably start an Instagram for the podcast. <laughs> we can do that. Hey, we should do that. I wanted to bring up something. Our uh, little spills on shopping local and buying local boards and better shops has paid off because I heard from a listener that they went into Mangrove and bought a surfboard just from hearing that, oh, yeah, there's other shops in town. And they bought a board. Yes. They, could, they said, like, ah, I wasn't really feeling it. There's other places. I listened to the podcast. You guys are talking boards. So I went into all the different small shops. I heard about someone ordering a soft top off Amazon and I freaking puked. I want to give the dudes at Mangrove a lot of love. You know, Destin Estes, he, he kind of picked up where Drew from Cambium left off and they, they sell a lot of locally made stuff. Los Ola stuff is there. That's all handmade in the USA. So you guys seriously give Mangrove a check. If you're in St. Augustine, that's a great place to take a look at, man. They'll treat you right. Go yeah, to your local shop. Freaking stop, stop buying stuff online. Yeah, please don't do that. And you can't, you can't get classes. He's like teaching kids to surf, even during the pandemic with small class oh, sizes. I forgot the thing I hate this week. Well, go to it. What's the hate mail from the trash can, Oscar? Oh, my gosh. I forgot. I'm so – oh, and I hate – ooh, I hate this thing. I hate it so much. 
He's going Ooh. all Yosemite Sam. Rasa fracking. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm saying euphemism, euphemisms. I hate whenever people who have surf camps or do surf lessons take their kids to popular surf spots to teach them. We, I live in Jacksonville. We have two breaks that are like actual breaks. We have the pier and we have the poles. Okay, if you're teaching kids how to surf, why would you take them to one of those two spots? There are miles of beaches to where there's nobody and you can take them out. I don't need you pulling the kids out there like floating turds and then giving me dirty looks when I almost run them over because they're just floating in the lineup all over the place. They're always in the way. And you're pushing them in front of people on waves. What's the point? They're going straight anyways. And how the heck are they already sponsored? All these kids all have like freaking, they're already sponsored by Rip Curl. How? How does that happen? Well, and this is the other thing too. Send your kids to a reputable surf camp that's not going to do the number one offender for that, and I'm not afraid, that gnarly Charlie stuff, no. That, that is one of the number it's one like, offenders. It of doesn't that matter to the kid if it's the poles or the next two accesses down because it's like it doesn't matter to them because they're going straight anyways. There's still a line two streets down. But for people that are like surfing, surfing, it's better for them on those breaks. That's why we surf those breaks. Why would you – why would you – it's like – Hey, you know what? I'm going to teach a driver's ed class. We're going on I-95 to start it off. Yeah. You know, we're just going to get you started on the freaking highway. And then whenever cars honk at you for not knowing what you're doing, you're like, why are you being a jerk, dude? I'm just, they're just trying to learn. I'm like, oh, my gosh, dude. I freaking almost ran over, like, four kids the other day, not trying to. And the thing is, I know I'm not going to hit the kid. But the second the kid sees me in a 10-feet area near them, yeah. they give a blood-curdling scream that makes me want to never have children in my life. Yeah, they get and scared. when I see other children, I get mad at those children. And before I know it, I'm in the supermarket screaming at children that have nothing to do with the situation. So I, I blame the instructor more than, you know, these guys come and they put those kids in harm's way. In this, I don't know about Jacksonville, but there are a myriad of surf camps and surf lessons in St. Augustine. Those, they are everywhere, everywhere. You know and how I learned how to surf? I walked down to the beach with my board every single day from my grandma's house and just floated until I figured it out. The, the two surf camps that I would say in town that are the most reputable and the ones that do a great job, because here's the thing. If, if you put your kid in a surf camp and they bring them to a populated area, the poles in Jacksonville, um, Volano in St. Augustine, by the pier in St. Augustine, either side of Matanzas Inlet in St. Augustine, those are going to be dangerous areas because they're high frequent. There's a lot of surfers. Guys on logs aren't necessarily wearing leashes. So you want to be careful when you pick your surf camp that they're going to take your kids to a place that's safe and they're not these monster surf camps. Like I've seen people where it's like, two instructors and 35 kids. And I'm like, hey guys, your ratio's a little off there. Well, and here's the thing. Why does it have to be those spots? Like, it's just as easy to just like find a random street with plenty of parking. Like there's tons of spots like that where there's plenty of parking for everyone to meet up. There's no, no one ever surfs those random spots to where you can just, and if someone does surf, it's like one or two people that can move out of the way for you to do your camp or to do your lessons in peace and to where you don't have to worry about it. 
So why would those, you, yeah. Why? Well, some of the best surf moves I've ever done have been avoiding people and kids. Um, it's oh, just like, it just like forces you to do these amazing feats of strength. <laughs> slalom. It's a slalom run. You're just yeah. got your knees together and you're just trying not to hit Woo! the pole. It's, it's such a pet peeve though. Whenever it's like, Oh man, here's a lineup. I'm about to freaking, I'm about to get the most perfect nose ride section. Nope. I got to cut back because there's a kid just freaking dongling just right there in front and perfectly in the wrong spot. To where, okay, I got to cut back further than I would to get around this kid because I don't want to kill a kid. And then before I know it, I'm like too deep in the section and I'm bummed and I'm and I'm meh and I'm meh. So if you're in St. John's County, the two most reputable surf camps that I've seen that will have your kids in a safe place, an uncrowded place that respect the local surf culture, there's the original one, like the first one in St. John's County, St. Augustine Surf School. It's run by Dustin Estes out of Mangrove Surf Shop. They will teach your kids how to surf. They'll teach them etiquette, and it will be proper. So if you're going to check out surf camps, I would recommend that one. And then there's a small one run by Alex Zapone out of where salt meets soul. It's a lot smaller. It's very secluded. And same thing. Alec teaches surf etiquette. He teaches surf safety. For those two surf camps, it's more about building lifelong surfers than it is cashing in on the tourist butt. And and I, I like in, that. If you're in Jacksonville or Palm Vitra, come by the showroom or buddy Joe that works there. He runs a camp and lessons. He does it in, in super low-key locations. He makes sure you go out on the best possible days. He provides everything. He's super legit. And he's not going to take you onto the speedway to learn how to drive. Well, with that being said, we've talked about uh, boards that we love to ride. We've talked about places we'd live, places we'd never go again, and places we go on a month-long trip. We've talked about still, regardless of what Eric Hire says, even though he had guac with the guns, New York slices rule all others. <laughs> Send us your three favorite, your waves, where you'd live, where you'd surf trip, where you'd never go again, and win a sticker pack and some Chunky's Wax from the homies out there at Bodega Border Crew. Trent's going to hook it up for you. This is your host, The Grinch, saying we love you. Have some surf etiquette. Don't buy boost fins. And have fun while you're out there, because really that's all that That's right. Good point. We love you, everybody. Good night. Thank you.